Welcome to Giving Voices, stories told by and about philanthropists, where philanthropists and their advisors tell stories about how they influenced, experienced, and led through times of transition, where we celebrate and learn from that transition, that period where decisions are made, and where we always find a meaningful way to connect and foster community. I'm your host, Stephanie Borsari, and now for today's show. Hey, everyone. I am so psyched to welcome you to the inaugural episode of Giving Voices, stories told by and about philanthropists. Do as you say, say as you do. This podcast is meant to do exactly as the title indicates, bring out stories about philanthropy told by donors, philanthropists, and board members of private foundations and all the people who work with them, like their staff, their attorneys, their financial advisors, and their philanthropy advisors and consultants like me. My whole professional career has been in the nonprofit sector. For the first half, I was a fundraiser. That was about 14 years. Then I had a couple of years as an executive recruiter, which actually informs quite a bit about this podcast as I think about it. And then the last half of my career has been focused exclusively on private foundations and the philanthropy sector. But I'll take it back to college. When I graduated with a degree in fine arts, I didn't have any idea what I was going to do with it. I thought, why don't I study what I love and figure out what to make of it afterward? So after I graduated with my theater degree, and I still didn't know what I was going to be when I grew up, I threw it all to the wind and I moved to Chicago for two reasons. The first reason was that the people at Williamstown Theater Festival, where I had been an apprentice for a summer, told me it was a great place to get started in theater. So if that was going to be something I was going to do, that sounded like the right place to get started. And reason number two was to follow my college sweetheart, who had gotten a job out there as an accountant with the then known as Arthur Anderson. You know, even today, I can't tell you which of those reasons carried more weight to go out there, but I can tell you that neither one of them was the reason I stayed. I first learned about philanthropy and fundraising while I was in Chicago. Um, I was the development assistant at a dance company called um, Hubbard Street Dance Chicago. It's internationally renowned. And it was there that I first learned why people contribute. I worked with um, a volunteer group of folks who were trying to raise money from corporations and private foundations. I was their volunteer coordinator. And I really, really loved putting together people who have an interest in dance with the needs of that dance company. I sort of saw it as a puzzle, uh, making those matches. And I worked as a fundraiser for the next, I guess it was a dozen years, um, at an academic medical center and at my alma mater, Fairfield University. And again, I saw the whole thing as a puzzle, making matches between donors and the organizations who need funding. Then it was a few years, two years, that I was an executive search recruiter for chief level development officers and advancement professionals. And what I found during those years was I, as the interviewer of candidates for big jobs, I cared most about the middle part of their careers or their decision-making the time between when they left one company and were getting ready to go to the next. I didn't care a whole lot about what they had done previously because that was all in their resumes and they had gotten that part rehearsed. I did this. I raised that much money. I was so awesome. 
And then, of course, they were going to tell me why they were ready for the next thing. I can do this. I'm a great leader, and I know exactly what needs to happen at this organization. The thing that fascinated me the most and where I saw people at their most raw and their most authentic was during the time between the last thing and the next thing. That part where they had made the decision to leave one organization and were going to the next. Like what influences those decisions? Who were the people in your life at that? What was your state of mind? Why'd you leave? Why'd you go? That part really fascinated me. And it always has. Once I left my most recent employer, after working there for 15 years, 14 years, I guess, really. I had worked at that time with nearly 200 private foundations, the boards of directors running those, the donors, and all the people who worked with them. And like a lot of us, this was in 2021, so it was right smack in the middle of the pandemic. Like a lot of us, I was reassessing life, trying to figure out what was next, uh, what was I doing, is this all there is, how do we make the most of this situation, and So frankly, it was during that time I hung out my own shingle as a philanthropy consultant and coach and facilitator. And I have never been happier. I am meeting the most amazing people, both professionally and personally, through networking. Um, As I build my business, I'm having these fantastic one-on-one conversations with people who are sometimes cold introductions, sometimes introduced to me by somebody else. Some of the folks that I've been working with over the last 30 years of my career. And I always find something that uh, I'm curious about or that interests me. And we always, always during these conversations find something to connect on. I've been calling them philanthropy geek out sessions. And I think it's probably during those conversations that the idea for this podcast really took hold. I have always been fascinated by how people make decisions and about people when they're in the like chaos of the middle or in that friction of decision making. Um, That's how I've heard others describe that phase between the time that was prior or is current and the next thing. I even bought a URL for the podcast a couple of years ago. I called it Middle of the Story, um, and I was ready for a passion project, and I really thought I would be just talking with people about the middle of their own personal stories. But then I started remembering that fundraisers are always asking to hear more about philanthropists. I'd love to hear more about the private foundations. I really want to get in the mind of the donor. And when I was working with donors, they would often ask me, how other foundations or other donors or philanthropists have managed this kind of situation, sort of quote unquote. So my hope is that this podcast will bring together the philanthropic and the nonprofit community members uh, in a much closer and intentional way than what is currently out there uh, in the world. And the other observation I have made, and this is not new, this is a known fact is that as a human civilization, we learn through storytelling. Teachers who can make the dry material they're teaching into stories are better able to get their students' attention and their students retain that information better. So what better way than to tell stories to help bring a community together in lockstep towards similar goals and intention? It's that interest about being in the middle of decision-making and the philanthropy geek-outs 
and my innate curiosity for, I, I don't know, just about everything. All of that has combined to become giving voices, stories told by and about philanthropists. I think this is the most I will talk in any of the podcast show episodes. It's going to be far more interesting to hear directly from my guests. And so I thank you in advance for joining me on this ride. Please let me know along the way what your observations and your thoughts are. And of course, let me know if you have a story you'd like to tell too. Thank you for listening to Giving Voices and for being part of our community. If you have a story you'd like to share or you'd just like to geek out about philanthropy together, reach out to me at hello at givingvoicespodcast.com. I can't wait to talk with you. 